Welcome to another episode of the Father Ted Talk, broadcast here at the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Now here's Father Ted. All three of our readings today are talking to us about a fundamental truth, about a primordial truth, about something that we continuously need to be reminded of. They're all three of them telling us about how we are supposed to interact with the stuff of this world, how we are supposed to think about what our attitude is supposed to be with regard to creatures. That means everything that's not the creator. What is that universal attitude? What is that disposition that everybody should have with regard to everything except God? The readings tell us that we need to be detached from them. That was the term that St. John of the Cross used for it. St. Ignatius of Loyola used a often misconstrued term. He talked about indifference. St. Teresa of Avila described it as lordship. But regardless of which saint you look at, they all talked about it. They all had something to say about it. Or at the very least, every single saint that ever walked the earth practiced detachment because it is something in the Gospels. It's something which is expected of all of us. Now, as a preliminary clarification, let's remember that the stuff in this world, creatures, are good. When we say detached from them, we're not saying look at them as evil or they're just necessary problems you've got to deal with until you get out of this world and you can finally be free of the struggle with stuff. You know, that's not what detachment requires of us. Nor does it require us to have a puritanical view where we say, okay, this creature is intrinsically evil and I can just never do this gambling, for example. Gambling is always and everywhere wrong and it's never acceptable. That's not what detachment requires either. We don't have to reject pleasure or fun. That's not what detachment's about either. Nor does it matter how many goods of this world we actually possess. So it's not a matter of being rich or poor, because very poor people can be detached, but very poor people can also be attached to lots of stuff. And finally, it's not a matter of emotional attraction. When we talk about detachment, we don't mean what we feel. We're referring to a choice. I choose to act in a detached manner, not whether or not I feel detached. So what is detachment? That's a bunch of stuff that attachment is not, but what is attachment? It's this attitude of freedom with regard to any creature. When we are detached from things, we use our possessions and are not used by them. If being attached to something, so when you're attached to something, that means you want it for itself. Like, I just really, really, really want that flat screen. Like, that is so significant, so important to me. I just, like, am thirsting for it, and I want it for its own sake. Being detached means desiring things insofar as they will assist you to obtain your final end. Desiring things insofar as they help you to get to God. Wanting passionately stuff that will help you to be the person God made you to be. Because God gave us all these things. You know, all the things on the face of the earth, God said that they're very good. 
It's a question about using them rightly with that detached spirit. There's one bishop who said, detachment requires us to wear the goods of the world lightly because they're not our ultimate good. You know, the stuff here on earth, it is good. It is lovely. It's beautiful. It's true. But they're not what life's all about. And we shouldn't be clinging to them. We don't want to be just like grasping onto stuff, whether it be our paycheck, our job, relationships, our home, our car, some sort of other game, activity, our physical capacities, our health. We don't want to be clutching onto any of that stuff. We want to have that spirit of detachment with regard to it all. And detachment at first comes up in our reading, the first reading, in the book of Ecclesiastes, where it's believed that this book was written actually by King Solomon in his final years. And King Solomon is the quintessential king of the nation of Israel. He is the one who had it all. He was wealthy, he was powerful, he was secure in his position, he was wise, people respected him. King Solomon was the king par excellence in the biblical tradition. And so at the end of his life, this man who had it all is looking back and he's reflecting on his life. And what does he say? What does King Solomon say towards the end? Vanity of vanities, all things is vanity. Over and over and over again in the book of Ecclesiastes. It's like a refrain that runs throughout the entire book. Now in this particular reading, he's talking more so about like material possessions, like you know, things that you can get your hands on, like money and cars and land. But he talks about that he has the same refrain, vanity of vanities, all things is vanity, when talking about other stuff too, when talking about power, when talking about popularity, when talking about glory, honor, fame, all those good things, vanity. Now, when we, heard the, when we hear the word vanity, we might initially associate it with pride. Those two of those actually tend to get like either uh, confused with each other so that we think that they're almost synonymous. But when the Bible says the word vanity, it comes from this, this Hebrew word which actually means wind or breeze. It's talking about something which is passing. It's talking about something which is transitory. It's talking about something which is there and then it's not. Like, if you're outside, you're going to feel a breeze. It's true. It's good. And then it's gone. And that breeze is never going to come back. There might be some other breeze down the road. But that is the way which King Solomon is talking about or describing creatures. They're like breezes. They're like the wind that comes, it blows, it's nice, it feels good, and then it's gone. And so, once you feel it, it doesn't return. But the logic behind the lament is that if you focus upon these material possessions, if you clutch onto them, you're going to inevitably dis be disappointed because they're, they're going to go away. They're not going to be there forever. You know, despite having labored your entire life to build up wealth in your bank account and a retirement plan and all these other good things, when you die, you're going to leave it to somebody else. Like King Solomon had that eureka moment later in his life that allowed him to make that pronouncement. But as the popular saying nowadays, which actually might not be too popular, I never heard it before, but somebody else said it was popular. You never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. 
because we can't take our possessions with us wherever we go. So unless you adhere to some kind of Egyptian or Viking version of the afterlife, when your time here on earth goes, you and your possessions are going to be separated forever. So should we be depressed because everything is vanity and passing away? You know, should we just say, well, what's the point? Why even bother? Let's just like sit down and wait for death to come to get this over with. Like, no, we shouldn't be depressed. We should be detached. We should treat creatures like air. Breathe, inhale, but then exhale, let it go. If you just inhale and you hold on to that breath, you will suffocate. So you have to let go of air and you have to be willing to let go of creatures as well, as stuff as well. Where well, there was one bishop who said you should enjoy things, you should enjoy popularity, for example, you should enjoy your job, for example, you should enjoy you know, some sort of activity, the way you'd enjoy a firework. It goes off, it explodes, it's beautiful, it's a lot of light, it's a thrilling sort of experience, and then it's gone. And you don't want to sit there and be, oh, I just wish that firework could last forever. Like, why is it so short? Like, you don't lament the fact that it's gone. You know it's going to be gone. And that's how we should look at all the things on the face of the earth. In our gospel, our Lord teaches this parable about somebody who thinks that his life consists of possessions. Now, our Lord here is trying to warn us against all kinds of greed in the gospel. He says, take care to guard against all greed. So he's not just talking about this excessive thirst for stuff, for material things like money. He's talking about anything, because you could be greedy, you could be dissatisfied and continuously searching for more of all those things we've been talking about. So in the parable, we see this man who was already rich. There's no problem with that. There's nothing sinful of being rich. But he was rich and he was looking for more. He was rich, but he wasn't satisfied with what he had. Wealthy people can be very saintly, but wealthy people that have their hearts focused upon wealth are in trouble. St. Thomas Aquinas said, it's possible for rich people to go to heaven, but it's impossible for somebody who places their heart on riches to go to heaven. We could easily become dissatisfied with what we have. That's what happened to this man. He had barns, he had lots of stuff. He could have collected his harvest and he would have had plenty. But he said, no, I want to keep it all for myself. And so he tore down his barns and he built bigger barns. And I bet you the next year when the harvest came around, he would have torn down those bigger barns and built yet bigger barns and so on and so forth. And we're like that too. If we put our hearts on things, if we say, I'll be happy as soon as I have more, we'll never be happy will never obtain that satisfaction that we're looking for if we're always pursuing more things, more stuff, more creatures, because they were not made to satisfy us. So St. Paul actually said in the second reading, greed which is idolatry. Because if you think that you can make yourself happy with any creature, you've turned that creature into God. So we want to avoid attachment, which is a form of idolatry. But what can we do to obtain this freedom of detachment? So if it's obviously bad to be attached. We want to be detached. But how do you actually get there? What do you need to do? 
St. Paul tells us one thing in the second reading. He says, if you were raised with Christ, seek what is above. Think of what is above, not what is of earth. So just like that's a good place to start. Don't be so fixated upon what's happening here below. It's good, it's interesting, you know, it's not, not sinful to read the sports page, it's not wrong if you are watching the news, it's good to be interested in your job and advancing the company's interests, but you want to have your heart set on things above. And like St. Paul, St. Teresa of Avila said that you could grow in detachment by thinking about heavenly things, by thinking about God, by thinking about stuff that's not a creature. And you do this primarily, she says, in prayer. So like just dedicating time to prayer, like we all know we're supposed to pray, but it's not just an obligation. This is one of the benefits, if you will, that we don't often think about. Praying will help you to be detached, will help you to be free from slavery to stuff. Spending time thinking about God will drive home the appreciation of what really matters in life. Another way to be detached, so thinking about stuff above, another way to be detached is to actually get rid of stuff. It's a lot harder to be attached to something you don't have. You can be, that's very possible. But it's a lot easier to be detached when you don't have it with you all the time, every day, all day. There's an old preacher saying that goes, you can't take it with you, but you can send it on ahead. Like every time you generously give away some of your stuff, whether it be donating to charity, volunteering your time, sacrificing something you enjoy, you're sending it ahead. So yes, the U-Haul doesn't come after you when you're, off, when you're in the hearse, but it is possible for you to invest in heaven now by giving your stuff away. There was a cardinal of Chicago who said, the only thing you can take with you are the things you give away. And also, that's kind of a test of how detached you are. Like if you've got something, like for example, you got that 72 inch flat screen and you're just not gonna get rid of it, well, that might be a sign you're attached to it. You could probably do it with a 48 inch flat screen. So if you're not willing to get rid of it, you might have some attachment issues. St. John of the Cross was a specialist on this topic of detachment and he recommends a couple things for first of all, imitation of Christ, second of all, Choosing what is more frugal, choosing what is less appealing. So like making that decision to deny yourself little pleasures or little comforts or that extra advantage, that's another way of growing in detachment. But also an increased love of God. When a man is in love with a woman, he's much more detached from all other women. It's when the love begins to grow cold that there are problems sometimes in relationships. A person in love with a creator isn't so enthralled by creatures. So let us do ourselves a favor. Let us detach ourselves a little bit this week. May the Blessed Virgin Mary, who reigns as the Queen in Heaven, help us to keep our minds fixed on things above and detached from things here below.